0: This is episode 286 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we talk about dieting failure and how we are so quick to blame ourselves instead of the diet. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and creator of the Going Beyond the Food method. And after a 25 year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and undiet my life. It is now my mission to help women undiet their life. If you're new to our podcast, be sure to grab our free podcast roadmap at stephaniedoze.com forward slash roadmap. Ready sisters? Let's do this. Hello sisters. Welcome back. After a six week, summer break we are back and we are back with so much exciting stuff to share with you first did you see the new cover for the podcast sparkles and gold we have made significant change to our brand and our coaching program which led us to actually change the name of our program so drumroll What was known as Conquer and Thrive is now titled Undiet Your Life. After nine months of leading women through Conquer and Thrive and upgrading our content and upgrading our methodology, it became evident that the transformation resulting from our program was way beyond the food and body image. It was their whole life. Why? Because of the integration of a mindset and belief course in our program when we first launched Conquer and Tribe. And that yelled result beyond what I even expected. It was a game changer. And that's why we upgraded the name to Undiet Your Life. So in weeks to come, you will see more of these changes to our brand, to our program, to what we offer and teach the world. So stay tuned. We have a lot in store for you. Now that brings me into the topic of today, which is dieting failure. The intent of this podcast is to challenge or upgrade the way in which you think about your past or even current experience with dieting, which for most of us, close to 90%, is failure. Maybe you're in the thick of it now and you are here in this podcast trying to figure out why your latest diet, say, I don't know, intermittent fasting <laughs> didn't work as promised by Gwinnett. <laughs> For those of you who are a long-term listener of the podcast, this podcast, by the way, has been going on since 2016. But anyway, we, about six months ago, <laughs> did a show with the creator of the intuitive eating process, Evelyn Traboli, one of my mentor, and we dissected the latest dieting trend promoted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, which was intuitive fasting. So perhaps go back into the archive of the podcast and you'll understand my analogy here. But that you are in the thick of it now, or that you no longer diet, but still kind of hold the grudge against yourself that maybe if you had tried harder, you could have been the elusive 1% of people for whom it work. And I know for me, this is how I thought of myself. For every year of my 25-year dieting career, my mind would be swirling with thoughts like, what's wrong with me? Why is it that it works for all these women, but not for me? And the most destructive thought that I had, and I'm sure most of you will recognize, if only I had more discipline and willpower I could have kept the weight off. Does that sound familiar? It's estimated that by the time most women hit their 45th birthday, statistically speaking, we have tried, get this, 61 diet plans, program, detoxes, cleanses, meal plan, regimen, eating system. All in an unending battle to shrink our body and hopefully change our life. No women ever said, I love dieting. I could do it for the rest of my life. No one ever. We diet because we have been socialized to believe that a thinner body is the gateway to our happiness. So we hustle our way to our happiness with dieting. And it works until it doesn't. We access a short-term relief from our unhappiness. And we, for this brief moment, feel confident. And then we're right back to ground zero. And then we seek the next solution, only to be told that it's our fault in the first place. So as the good girl we have been taught to be, we go back to dieting. And for some of us, we repeat the cycles for decades. What if I told you that nothing had gone wrong? That diet failure was the actual expected outcome of any diet. Let's all take a pause on that. Diet failed you. You didn't fail at dieting. And this is not a broad sweep statement based only on my personal experience or the one of my client for that matter. But actual research, the statement comes from outcome of studies in a scientific framework, studying the outcome of dieting. Have you ever heard of the Biggest Loser TV show? If you're close to my age, by the way, I'm 46. And if you have a long journey with dieting, you likely not only heard about the Biggest Loser, but you actually, just like me, watched it. Hoping that if you paid enough attention, you would actually find a solution from these, quote, expert who know for sure the right way of losing weight. Hello, diet culture. (laughs) I was right in the thick of it, as probably many of you were when you watched it. The Biggest Loser TV show is actually a great reflection of our society's belief system. A deep-seated fear of fatness. Fatphobia being one of the most ignore-oppressive social constructs for women. Now, the Biggest Loser program TV show helped program my mind and guaranteed the one of millions of other women that the worst thing that could happen to us was to be fat. And that being fat meant that you deserve to suffer. That TV show, along with all the women's magazine back in the 90s and early 2000s, sailing The latest way to lose the last 10 pounds is how we learn and internalize this fear of fatness. But The Biggest Loser TV show actually produced something very good. A long-term public experiment on the outcome of diets. In 2014, a researcher, Dr. Hall, looked at season 8 participant six years later so season eight was in 2008 and the study was published in 2014 the findings well 13 out of the 14 participants of season eight had regained weight in the last six years following the appearance on the tv show four out of the 14 were actually heavier than before the show. One exception, Erin Egbert. She was, at the time of publishing the study in 2014, the only participant who maintained her weight loss within a 10-pound range. When the researcher looked at what she did differently than the other 90% of participants, here's the observation. First, she became a doctor, Specializing in obesity, dedicating her life to weight loss. She also maintained a rigid portion control, calorie counting, and an intense exercise regimen. 45 minutes to an hour of high intensity training, six days a week. Erin said that maintaining weight loss, she had to dedicate an average of two hours of her life per day between controlling our food and exercising. Why did Erin need to be so rigid and controlling and actually over-exercise 350% of the national guideline requirement? Because when we diet, we negatively impact our metabolism. Our body is protecting us from the threat of starvation. Think about it for a minute. In order to lose weight, you need to create a calorie deficit, meaning that you need to eat less than what your body needs. To your body, that's a massive threat. So your body does what it's wired to do help you survive. So it goes into protection mode by reducing your metabolism in order to conserve what little fuel does come in in order to keep you alive. That's why 90% of season eight participants regain weight. It's not only the biggest loser experiment. Most study used to corroborate the weight loss and wellness industry advertisement and the claim that their, quote, diet is working, these studies are specifically funded by the weight loss and diet industry and only range from eight to 24 weeks. And we know that diet work at first, and then they don't. And then all of a sudden when we start Paying attention to long term study, we realize that it's not only us, it's everyone. Here's more facts for your brain. A large study published in April of 2007 in the Journal of American Psychology showed that pretty much any diet works. People lose an average 5 to 10% of their weight on any diet diet. But then the weight comes back. Just like the biggest loser experiment, one to two-third of people on diet regain more weight that they lost within four to five years. And the author of the study, Dr. Mann, said that the result may actually be significantly higher than 66%. The reason for that is that most study are self-reported. Meaning that rather than the participant coming in and have actually their weight measure on a scale by an independent party, the participant report in their own weight. And there's a very low follow-up rate. More than 50% of people never complete a study. Why? The shame, the shame of being part of a study about weight loss and not, quote, being successful. Here's another area where diet fails us. Another large study with 19,000 participants over a four-year period found that one of the best predictors of weight gain over the four-year was having lost weight on a diet at some point during the years before the study. Here's another way into which diet fails us. Evidence suggests that repeatedly losing and gaining weight is linked to cardiovascular disease, stroke, diabetes, and altered immune function. All in the name of being smaller. Let's all take a deep breath now. I fully realize that this is a lot of data and science. Why do I share so much data and science? One word, cognitive bias. As women in Western society, we have been indoctrinated to believe that diet do work and that if they don't, we are the problem. In order for us, for you to begin the process of changing this belief that diet do work, One of the most effective way is bringing undeniable facts to the table. Not facts given to us by the diet industry, but actual neutral scientific evidence. Concrete factual evidence is a great negotiator in order to change our belief system. So sisters, it's a fact. You didn't fail dieting, diet failed you. I know for me, when I finally accepted this fact, it's when I opened myself to discover what would really work for me in my chase for happiness. And I would invite you to ask yourself the same question I had to ask myself. Why is it that in all other area of my life I was able to question the process I use in order to achieve a goal, not myself. What was different about weight loss than, for example, any other goals at work? If I had a failure at work, I wouldn't question myself. I would go back and ask what happened in the process, change the process, and get a different result. But I never did that for weight loss. Why did I place the blame, the fault on me instead of looking rationally at the effectiveness of dieting? That's when I realized that there was a hell of a lot more at play here than the simple desire to lose weight. I was chasing something else, something that was never going to be achieved by dieting. I was chasing peace, I was chasing confidence, and ultimately, my self-worth via the size of my body. And not something I chose to consciously do, but something that I did unconsciously, by default, because I have been taught to do so. Here's the thing. I was chasing something, my self-worth, that I already had. I was worthy. I was valuable. And that word and value is innate to all humans, including women. who don't, quote, fit the 10 ideal. Every human being is born worthy and valuable. So how did I got to believe that I needed to earn my value into the world? One word, diet culture, and maybe a second word, patriarchy. Patriarchy and diet culture are two belief system designed to oppress women into a certain way of living. The reason why I was suffering wasn't that the layer of fat on my body was too, quote, big, but instead... Because my learned belief system wasn't aligned with the truth of who I was. Hear me out on this. There is nothing wrong with us. We didn't fail at dieting. We don't need more self-discipline or willpower. What we need is to deprogram the belief system from thy culture out of our mind. And instead, embark new belief. That will create the result that we want in our life. Peace, confidence, liberation is what we are seeking, liberation from a belief system that doesn't give us what we want. If you want to learn, or rather would I say, unlearn culture and relearn how to say, believe in yourself, engage with your body neutrally, or perhaps eat normally, then join us inside of Undiet Your Life. That's what we do. Our proprietary methodology, going beyond the food, has one goal, to do just that, to go beyond the food. That's what it means to go beyond the food. Because food and our body are not the problem. Diet culture is the problem. Our program on Diet Your Life is the first program of its kind with this unique combination of mindset and life coaching along with intuitive eating and body neutrality to help you unpack the social construct that are present in your own mind and carefully select new belief that will serve you in order to create confidence, peace, and happiness. If this calls your name and you want to do this work, you want to work with us, join us inside of Undiet Your Life. You can go to the link in the show note or at stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join. Sisters, I love you and I'll see you on the next episode. Be on ready to shed diet culture from your life and become the expert at your own body. Awesome, then you need to join Undiet Your Life program. Go to stephaniedozier.com forward slash join and join us now. Undiet Your Life is the first program of its kind with the unique combination of mindset, life coaching with intuitive eating and body image. Find your freedom, reclaim your power and take control of your time so you can refocus on what really matter to you. Join on Diet Your Life at stephaniedose.com forward slash join and I'll see you on the other side.